0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm here as your host, and I'm so excited to be here to share some great information about mindfulness and emotional intelligence and the wonderful things that these practices and skills can bring us in our lives, you know, not only in the place where we work, but also in every single aspect of our lives, and um, and I'm just you know <laughs> I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to to be able to do this with you all, and um, and yeah, and so uh, so yeah, so you know one of the things that I want to highlight that I always try to highlight in the beginning of these episodes is that um, the importance of practice. Okay, um, you know it's one thing for I'm going to share some great information with you today uh, about how some of this stuff works in the brain. I'm going to give you some ideas. On how to do it, um, and uh, and all that, but but really, it's the practice that is going to make it work for you. Um, And that means that doing the daily practices that I give you now, I give you two different forms of practice in this in this uh, podcast, I give you every Wednesday, we talk about a a formal practice that I give you that's a, a guided meditation recorded as an audio track that you can literally just plug and play. And, and, you know, and, and this, this practice, these practices rather will give you enormous benefits, okay, the, the ability to stop and to, you know, to, to, withdraw ourselves from the um from the constant level of doing and striving and and thinking and accomplishing like just stopping to from that whole flow of, of what we we get into is an enormously helpful thing. And that's exactly what, what formal meditation does. And, and to do that every single day, I'm telling you, there is <laughs> it is so beneficial to you, okay? Even if it's just for a few minutes, but the more often you can do it and for the more time you can do it, it is going to, you know, it's, you know, the more time you can put in, the more benefit that you're getting out of it, okay? And, um, and again, you know, because this world that we live in, especially this, you know, modern society that we're all part of, you know, you know, we are rewarded for being busier. We are rewarded for doing more. We're rewarded for accomplishments, for striving, for grasping, for all this, you know, really, you know, constant, you know, effort, right? And so, and so it's really not, you know, intuitive for us all to, to, you know, to simply stop. Right. And and when we can simply stop, we, we actually balance out some of this, you know, real, you know, striving energy that we have. And now not to say that that striving energy isn't important. It is. You know, you all have careers and you all have goals and you all have, you know, families and, and all kinds of things that you need to do. And so it's not inherently wrong to to have that striving feeling. But the idea is that if it's only striving, that's when we start getting really stressed out, and we start really, you know, hurting our bodies, and 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 then it's all for naught anyway, right? Like if you just strive and strive and strive and strive, and then at the end of your your career, your your you know your your body is shot, your emotions are shot, and and so what did you do all that work for, right? So so the idea of of stopping and and unplugging from that for on a daily basis is it really creates a sense of balance in your life, and it creates a, a sense of equilibrium in your life that that is really really important and that will lead to a resilience in in the the ability to handle the overwhelm that comes with that constant striving and constant accomplishment and constant doing right and so but almost as important as doing a daily formal meditation practice are the informal meditation practices, or the informal practices that I talk about here almost every day, okay? Um, you know, on Wednesdays, I give you that formal meditation, and on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I tend to talk more about the informal practices that we can all do uh, by, by adding just little ways in which we do the things we're already doing, okay? And, um, and so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I, I actually... Um, I want to share something with you today that's been a habit that I've, I've developed. And, and that's the point is that these, these little practices that we do every single day on an informal level by, by just tweaking the things that we're already doing every day, you know, what this does is creates mental habits for us. And as we create new mental habits, we grow into a, a different sort of way of, of handling life and handling everything that comes at us in life. And, and so this is where, you know, kind of the magic happens. All right. And um, and so again, not that the formal meditation is very important, but these informal meditation practices are also very important and they're and they're really, really helpful, especially in forming habits, which, as you know by now, as I've talked about so many times, that 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 our our brains and our bodies crave habits because of how busy we are, right? And and how much our brains have to accomplish every day. And so if we can um you know, if we can develop mental habits that that are beneficial to us they, they offset the mental habits that we already have that might not be so beneficial to us so um, now one of the the, the the mental habit that I want to talk to you about today is um, is one that, that I've talked about before but this particular practice is a little different from anything I've shared before um, the the mental habit that I'm talking about is uh, a level of compassion and connection to to others now compassion and connection are pretty synonymous. Right. Because uh, com- compassion, the word compassion comes from the Latin compassus, which means to suffer with. Right. So so when you're suffering with someone, that means that you're not suffering alone and nor are they. Right. And so and the idea is that, you know, that means to be connected to someone. Right. So so. Um, So the idea is to develop a a mental habit of connection, right? Now, now the importance of this is really... you know it. They, it's very important. Let me just rephrase that. I'm sorry. Um, the I don't know if you recall me talking about the default mode network of our brain. The default mode network is a, a circuitry in our brain, right? Which is um, which is active when we are not in a task oriented activity. Okay, so we're sitting around doing Facebook, when we're, when we're just kind of like hanging out, doing nothing in particular. You know, this is when our default mode network uh, activates. Now, if the default mode na- network in our brains is acting in isolation, right, which is in disintegration with the rest of our brain, then what happens is if we start thinking about ourselves and our lives and we think about ourselves as separate from the rest of the world and then we start thinking about all the things that are wrong in our lives, all right, and this is where we get into some real problems okay because um, number one it's almost never as true as we're giving it uh, you know credit for being and number two it's really dangerous because it's it starts us on this path of just sort of as I've talked about here before a lot is that we have a tendency the, the human brain the way it works is that when you have one negative thought or one thought of um, you know I- you know inadequacy of yourself or, or or you know whatever negative kind of emotional thought that you might have You know that that will lead to another negative thought and will lead to another negative thought will lead to another negative thought and the reason for that as I've explained here uh, quite some time ago is that there's a a certain loop that happens in our brains right so or in our brains and our bodies when we have a thought that thought creates an emotion right and that emotion creates a feeling in our body. That feeling in our body as a sensation sends a signal back up to our brain and makes it more likely that we're going to have another thought that that relates to that feeling right so another negative thought if you will and then when we have that thought another emotion and another feeling and then another thought another emotion another feeling and it goes on and on and on like that in a constant loop right until we're able to break it now that's one of the benefits of mindfulness is that we can we we learn to see when that happens right we learn to to feel it that okay i'm just in this negative loop i'm stuck in this thing and i need to just get out of it and then once we can realize that it's very easy to do, right? So, um, but the thing is that, that you know, it's not always that easy and certainly in the beginning when people are first starting mindfulness, it's really hard to, you know, you haven't developed that level of awareness just yet, you know, um, over the course of months, you, you're going to start developing that awareness. So, so one of the really beneficial things you can do is to, um, is to create a, a, a habit which integrates your brain so 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 when the de- getting back to the default mode network right when the when the default mode network is acting in integration with everything else in your brain with the other various parts of your brain instead of disintegration with those other parts then then the sense of of connection that is developed internally right physiologically will prevent you from having those you know as many of those negative thoughts about what's going on in your life and so therefore if you have less of those negative thoughts, you're going to have less of those negative emotions. You have less of those negative feelings, less of those negative thoughts, less of negative emotions, less of negative feelings, you know? So, so it's kind of setting us up for that, you know, that, that cycle is always going to happen whether we want it to or not, right? The, the, unless we see it and we break it, right? It's, it's going to automatically try to happen. And again, getting back to the idea of habits, you know, because you've lived for so many years doing the same things that you've been doing for so many years, you're in this habit already, right? And so, so if you if you tend towards this feeling of isolation this feeling of separate self right which is a false sense of separate self by the way um you know you you're going to be more likely to to be in that habit and so therefore it's going to happen automatically for you right so so the best thing we can do is to re sort of you know kind of rewire our brain to be more integrated to to you know to kind of get us out of this uh level of of you know of of negative habit it. Right. And, and the default mode network plays a huge role in that. Okay. Because, because the default mode network, again, it's, it's the, the, you know, it's the times where we're not busy with something. Right. So anytime we stop is when this thing activates. Right. So, so, which is quite often during the day, right? Like there's a lot of times where you're not doing something. Right. And, um, and so, so if every time that happens you enter into this negative space, then it's hard to get out of that negative space, even when you do have something to do. Right? Again, it becomes a habit for you. Right? So, so one way to really combat this, and by the way, before I get into uh, the the solution here, I want to talk about, you know, I just mentioned that the that the sense of separate self is a false sense of separate self. Right? Now, a lot of times that that comes off as like a very spiritual idea. Right? Um, that we're all connected. That we're all, you know, part of the same energy field and all this kind of stuff. But it is not just spiritual. There's actually a lot of science behind the fact that this actually does exist, right? Um, You know, there's, uh, you know, everything from mirror neurons, right, which are something that was discovered uh, back in 1992 by a group of uh, scientists in, an, in a lab in Italy, uh, where where uh, uh, one of the technicians who or one of the researchers who was doing this, these these uh, you know studies with monkeys came into a uh, into the lab eating an ice cream cone because it was the middle of the summer it was very hot outside so he's eating an ice cream cone and the monkey saw him eating the ice cream cone the monkey's brain lit up in the same way as if he was eating the ice cream cone himself right not not on an emotional level on a physical level of his brain. Brain, right, so it's not like a craving. It's literally his brain was acting as though he was eating an ice cream cone himself, just watching someone else eat an ice cream cone. Right now, more recently, uh, one of the people I talk about here a lot is Dan Siegel in his uh, book called uh, *Aware*, uh, which was published just uh, either one or two years ago. Uh, I think it was 2017, but it could have been 2018. Um, he talks about the fact that that the the same energetic, you know, way that that carry our cell phone signals right you know our brains are also tapped into that and that's why sometimes you'll have this this feeling of a connection to somebody who's you know thousands of miles away from you right but you you all of a sudden have this thought about them that's like you know as if they're right in the same room with you you know so this again this is a physical, scientifically shown uh, thing that happens with our brains because we are really all connected to one another. It is not just a spiritual idea. It is a physical, you know, energy that is happening. And so so the more we can cultivate this sense of connection, the more integrated our brain is going to become because that's the way it's supposed to work, folks, right? The idea that we're separate is a construct of the human evolution. And, And as such, it is wrong. <laughs> and, and 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 not only is it wrong but it's also it's 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 holding us back from our potentials you know and it's and it's creating a uh, a negative kind of thing for us where where we don't need to be feeling that negative kind of thing All right. so here's how we do this practice now any kind of compassion practice that you can do is going to help you to to integrate your brain in this way, okay? You have the things that I've talked to you about here before are the loving-kindness meditation, which is a formal meditation in which you you simply bring to mind the image of someone. You know, you do it with three different people. You do it with one person who you love, you know, like nothing negative about this person at all. You do it uh, second to with someone who is neutral to you, right? Somebody who you see every day, but you don't know their name, They don't really, you know, nothing good or bad comes to mind when you think of them. And then third, you do it with someone who... You know you don't like. <laughs> you know it could be a, a political figure that you you know don't like. It could be a um, somebody at work who who causes you emotional problems. It could be a, a teacher. It could be a, a you know anyone. You know a, a bus driver that's always like grumpy in the morning. You know whatever it is. You know you do it for each of these three people, and you you look at them. You picture their mi- their their face in your mind, and as you picture their face, you simply go through a series of phrases saying, you know, may you be well. May you be free from suffering. May you be free from fear and insecurity. May you feel loved? May you be happy. Now those are my phrases. You're welcome to use them. They're yours if you like them. Uh, but But you can come up with your own too. It's just the idea is just to 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 reach out to this person and and connect in a level of compassion, right? Because remember, compassion is suffering with, right? So understanding that that this grumpy bus driver or this political figure that we all see on the news every day, you know. Hints, hints, Um, you know, that, that we feel like, you know, like this person, you know, even though what they're doing is, is, you know, causing us suffering, we know that, that, that what they're doing is coming from a place of, of where they think that they're right for whatever reason, right? Even though we don't, don't agree with it, they think that they're right, you know? And, um, and so, so this practice, this formal practice is very, very helpful. Okay. Another great informal practice is simply, uh, you know, every hour of the day to stop for, for 10 seconds, look around you and simply wish the people you see to be well. You know, just simply say in your mind, like silently to yourself, just look at somebody and say, I wish you well. I wish you well. May you be happy. I wish you well. You know, that kind of thing. Now here's another one though. And this is one that I've kind of developed on my own. Now, uh, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half now ago, uh, I was, I was corresponding with someone in the customer service, um, Department, I think it was on the Mind Valley Group, right which is a, a online thing many of you may have heard of mind valley it's it 's an online community. They do different classes, they do different uh, courses and, and and this kind of stuff and I had signed up for a course, and it wasn 't working out and so I had some questions or whatever, or you know some kind of correspondence with the uh, with the customer service and um, and the email that this woman sent me back right she she signed off her email. Wishing you well. And that just struck me. I mean, maybe it was just the time that I was doing it, that it was just the right time, right place kind of thing. But it really touched me, and I, I realized that that made me feel so nice to to just you know to hear to, to see that, that that somebody this person who's just a customer service rep not just a customer service rep. I don't mean to you know diminish her value in the world, but but it's not somebody who I know. It's not somebody who has any reason to care about me. It's just somebody who has a job to handle the request that I'm sending in. You know, and um, but the fact that she was you know took the time to to say that just. really, really touched me. And after that, I started doing that myself. And I realized soon after doing it, and, and now I do it with every single email. If any of you out there who have ever gotten an email from me, in all likelihood, I sign off saying, wishing you well, comma, art. You know, that that's my sign off on every single email. And, um... At times I was doing this, especially in the beginning, I I started doing it for everyone. And I I realized like, well, if I always do this, then does it kind of diminish the sort of meaning, you know, and, and, but I realized there was the opposite, you know, because by doing this every single time, what I was doing was I was sort of making myself, you know, you know, instead of how I used to send emails where I used to just like sort of peck out the message, you know, sign my name at the end and hit send and move on, you know, now I write an email and I take that, just that, just that little moment at the end of writing the email, and I think about the person who's receiving it. Right now, I think about the fact that I'm sending this email to this person. I'm connecting with this person through this email, you know, and, and even though it might just be a, a, a little thing, it's no big deal and all that, but, but there still is a level of connection that's happening, right? Like this person is getting an email from me. So my name's going to pop up on their email list, you know, on their little program. Every time they open it, they're going to see my name there. They're going to click this open and, and, and we now have a connection, right? It's a very indirect connection, but it's a connection all the same and so by by taking that moment to to really sort of honor that connection and to and to really sort of you know make sure that i i take that moment and and really wish that person compassion exercise compassion towards that person it has created in me or further cemented in me this this sense of this mental habit of of a sense of compassion so that and, and, and believe me, folks, it works between this and the other informal practices and the formal practices that I tell you about, you know, it's hard to say which one (laughs) works the most. I think it's kind of like all of them work. And so if you, if you do some and not others, then, you know, as many as you can do, the stronger the effect is going to be kind of thing. But I'm telling you, like the other day I was standing online at the grocery store. I was at Trader Joe's. Okay. And, um, there's a guy that works at the Trader Joe's here who, you know, I, I don't, Think about him outside of the times when I'm in Trader Joe's, Um, but he's got a certain air about him that is very sort of gruff and uh, abrupt, and and it's almost like, you know, I would hesitate to call it intimidating, but it's like this energy that's kind of like, I don't like to, I, I I don't feel comfortable in this guy's presence, just for whatever reason, you know. Again, it's not like an intimidation or a fear or anything. It's just this this energy that he has. It's hard for me to explain it, but, 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 you know, for, for like the two years that I've been going to Trader Joe's out here in Denver, um, I've 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 often kind of you know again I don't think about this guy outside of Trader Joe's but whenever I'm in Trader Joe's and he's there too and he's like one of the managers or something so he's always like walking around like shouting to other people and stuff he's very sort of you know very loud and and sort of you know you know that he's there kind of thing and uh which which is something people say about me too so I'm not you know I'm not judging or criticizing that part of it but but you know but anytime I'm in there and I see him I get this kind of negative feeling and so so over the course of the last couple of years Years, you know, I've been working on this this compassion uh, exercise, and so the other day, you know, I was I was standing on the line at Trader Joe's, and um, and and usually standing on the line at the grocery store is a time that I use to to practice these these loving kindness uh, exercises, right? Like look at all the different customers, look at the people working. It's a great you have hundreds of people around you, you know, where you can or at least dozens of people around you who you can wish you know compassion towards. So it's a great time to exercise, and um, and so. So the other day though, I wasn't intentionally doing the exercise. I was like, I had just gotten a a text from my wife about the grocery list or something. And so I, I had just put my phone down and I just kind of put my phone in my pocket and I looked up and, uh, you know, before intentionally doing the practice, I looked up and I saw this, this manager guy and he was on one of the registers and, And I saw he was like interacting with another customer because he was on the register and just, I don't know, it was something about the way that I saw him now. For the first time ever, I saw him as someone who was instead of this like gruff sort of, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, I don't even know how to describe the energy, but like I'll say intimidating, you know, just for the sake of it. Um, but instead of this kind of energy, all of a sudden I saw him as someone who is just another human being, just like I am. He's standing there. He's trying to get through his job, through his day. He's probably got a family at home that he has to worry about. He's probably got, you know, he probably feels very insecure about things. In fact, he might be as intimidated by me as I feel about him. And again, intimidated is not really the right word, but I'm having a hard time articulating what exactly I feel about this, but he probably feels the same thing. He, or very possibly feels the same thing about me that I feel about him. And if it's not that he feels about me, it's that he feels about somebody else in his life. And somehow this just seeing him, you know, just in this moment, it was completely different. And I felt like I could go over and give the guy a hug you know, I felt like I, I was connected to him on a level that was, was so deep and so beautiful. And um, and so that's, I just wanted to share that with you, that, that you know, that, that if we do all of these different practices, right, the sending the email this way, you know, stopping every hour for 10 seconds and just wishing everybody we can see to be well, d- doing that every time we're standing online in a grocery store or, or getting on the bus or the train as you're walking past all the people on the, you know, sitting down on the train or the bus, you know, kind of, you know each one you're looking at them and you're saying i wish you well i wish you well i wish you well just doing these little practices and then also adding into that the formal meditation practices of that i just described these things are going to change the way that you look at the world and it's going to change you know on a physiological level that it becomes automatic it's not something you have to try to do. It's something that just happens because you're actually rewiring your brain to work this way, all right? Now remember, that's, that's the neuroplasticity of the brain, right, and that's how it works. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that with you all today and uh, and I hope that you do some of these practices because again, I can't tell you it was the one or the other or or the third one that, that's most effective of doing this. I've done all three of these for the last you know couple of years and I'm telling you that there's almost never a person now even the people who I I found like very disturbing you know I I want to reach out and give him a hug and um and that doesn't mean that like disturbing people like it's not a sign of weakness, right? It's not a sign of, of, of like, you know, like I'm sacrificing something because it's not about them, right? Because, you know, all this time he doesn't know how I feel about him any more than I know how he feels about me, right? We're not interacting on that level. But what it does is it, it settles me into a place where I don't have to feel that level of suffering every time I experience him, right? Like I don't have to feel uncomfortable around him. I can feel completely comfortable around him. In fact, I can feel inspired around him. I can feel like uh, I'm glowing around him right and and that's what we're talking about here folks and i really really hope you take this to heart and i really hope you you really give this a shot because it's it's so important to do this stuff and and it's and 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 again because we are all connected okay it's 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 you know scientifically based that we're talking about right and 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 if we can promote that level of connection then our brains and our bodies are going to work the way that they're designed to work right and if we if we you know, sort of, you know, issue this this connection, and we push it away. Then, then our brains are and bodies are not going to work the way that they're going that they're supposed to work. And one of the problems that's going to come out of that is stress. And and stress, as we've talked about, is is the root of just about every disease that that is known to humankind. And so with that, I'm gonna wish you a good day. And uh, and if you have any questions about this, or you, you want to share anything yourself about this, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. There's two ways to do that. You can either uh, send me an email at art at artburnscoaching.com, or you can uh, go to my website artburnscoaching.com and book there on the top pa- on the top little tab line. There's a, a a little tab that says virtual cup of tea. Hit that. You get into my online calendar. Uh, my online calendar is cross-referenced among three other calendars. And every time somebody books onto any one of the three, it's blocked out on all the rest. So there's no chance of me double booking and uh, which otherwise would be very, uh, very likely. And uh, and uh, you just put in the time that, you, that works for you. Uh, it's automatically available for me. We'll set it up. We'll do a little call. We'll, we'll just get on the phone with each other and we'll talk as though we're just sitting down for a cup of tea. And when we sit down for a cup of tea with someone, there's never any kind of obligation there. There's never any kind of, um, cost involved. There's no strings attached. It's not a sales call. It's not something like that. Uh, it's just two people spending a little time together uh, to share energy and to share thought the way that we're designed to do. All right. So so feel free to book that anytime you want. I love to hear from people and uh, and I would love to hear from you. And so with that, I want to tell you all, I wish you well and, uh, and I'll be back again tomorrow with some more good stuff. I hope you all have a great day and I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.